The views and opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus Podcast, represents each person's individual experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Thank you for joining me for another episode of My Story, Living with Lupus Podcast. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, and I'm so glad that you could join me on this Saturday, May 22nd, 2021. Today's episode is about self-management when you have lupus. Also, you'll hear from Betty Harvey, a lupus survivor who is doing great things in America's Georgia. So, you know what I want you to do all the way from the United States to Ghana. Get ready to grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, and to my listeners late at night. You know I appreciate you. Get ready to grab your favorite glass of wine and join the conversation right here on My Story, Living with Lupus Podcast. The Charlie E. and Minnie P. Hendricks Foundation for Chronic Illness Awareness, giving hope and empowering those who suffer with chronic illness. See one, reach one, educate one to empower the masses. You can contact the foundation at 313. 313- Three zero three nine two one seven, or visit their website at https colon forward slash forward slash cemph foundation dot com. This is a five hundred one c three organization. No one should live in lack. All contributions are tax deductible. I thank you so much for joining me on this Saturday, May the 22nd, 2021. I'm going to talk to you about applying self-management to your daily life. You know, when we have um, this illness, it becomes hard for us to um, how can I say, to deal with our daily routine because of the fatigue that we're having due to lupus. Now, I'm going to talk to you about lifestyle management and family planning. When you are living with lupus or let's say lupus nephritis, 
healthy lifestyle choices have a big impact on how well you manage this disease. You know, some people have jobs and financial responsibilities to manage, let alone you got your children or family members to take care of. Now, personal relationships and social obligations to cope with on top of this, or let's say other life matters that can cause high levels of stress. Now, when it comes to family planning and reproductive health, lupus and lupus nephritis can negatively affect a person's reproductive health. Reproductive health may include safe contraception use, fertility issues, or safe medication use during pregnancy or breastfeeding. This shows the need to discuss reproductive health with your doctor. You know, we often discuss female reproductive health when discussing lupus nephritis. But the challenges can affect men also. You know, men um, deal with lupus also. And, but sometimes um, it's bad to say that men can get left out of the whole picture of dealing with lupus. Now, some medications used to treat lupus nephritis may affect fertility, the ability to conceive a baby, and it can cause significant birth defects and can affect the health of the mother and baby during pregnancy. Now, when it comes to safety is first and foremost, before you start planning to have a child, you should talk to your doctor about reproductive health. They can advise you about the best time to start planning a family, actions you should take before trying to conceive a baby. The ways that lupus nephritis and birth control medications can affect the reproductive health. How lupus and lupus nephritis can affect the health of mother and baby during pregnancy. And lastly, the effect pregnancy can have on lupus and lupus nephritis. Now, lupus and lupus nephritis is commonly diagnosed in women of childbearing age. That's the ages from 15 to 44. So it is common for a life-changing diagnosis to occur when a woman is deciding if it is time to have her first child or have more children. Having lupus nephritis does not mean you will be unable to have children, but it does mean 
that pregnancy requires careful planning. Talking to your doctor can increase the likelihood of having a healthy pregnancy. Precise timing of pregnancy and selection of medication is critical and using your self-management skills can be helpful. Now, if you remember, I spoke on communicating with your doctor. Don't be scared. Don't be ashamed. And especially don't be intimidated to talk to your doctor regarding your health. Now, I'm going to give you five goals for lifestyle management you can set and work toward. Make healthy food choices. That's right. Eating healthy foods and decreasing salt, sodium intake can reduce some physical symptoms of lupus or lupus nephritis and help to protect your kidneys. Do what you can to reduce stress is the next one. Take time to find ways to relax. It can be as simple as talking and walking. That's right. Listening to music playing a game, or doing an activity that makes you laugh. Relaxation techniques such as meditation, deep breathing, guided imagery can help also. Some days may be more difficult than others when working towards your lifestyle management goals, but even small steps can make a big difference. The next one, which is promote emotional and social wellness. Building healthy relationships, practicing emotional self-care improves mental and emotional well-being. People who have a chronic disease such as lupus and lupus nephritis may feel isolated from friends and family who do not deal with the day-to-day experiences of a chronic illness. Finding a support group can help. It is important to have a loving support system of people who will listen to you when you need to talk, encourage you, when you are feeling down or give you useful advice because they also deal with challenges that are similar to yours. Look, the next one is look for opportunities to be active. Getting regular exercise is good for the mind and the body. It promotes better physical health, improves thinking, and helps to reduce stress. While many types of exercises are beneficial, taking walks, swimming, yoga, and Tai Chi are options that work well. Now, avoid smoking. 
smoking harms the body and it it really doesn't add any value to your life but what it does add it could be cancer did you hear me so put those cigarettes down when we return we'll finish up so stick with me If you would like to appear on an episode of My Story Living with Lupus, you can contact us at mystorylivingwithlupus at gmail.com. Also visit us on our Instagram page and also our website, My Story Living with Lupus. All right, and I'm back. You know what? Um, I used to be a smoker. Um, my daughter is in her 30s, so over 30 years ago. And, um, how I got started, um, you know, like your parents... Well, my dad smoked. My mother didn't. But they go like this cigarette, but you you better not inhale. And I said, okay. And, you know, you can only do that for so long. And then you inhale it. And that's how I got started. But I quit um, when I found out I was pregnant with my daughter. Did you know that smoking... Well, of course, you know, I just thought about what I said, but listen, I'm going to talk to you like you, you um, had no clue, but did you know that smoking harms the body and can worsen lupus nephritis in many ways? Now, if it is hard for you to stop smoking, You may need to get professional help if it is hard for you to quit on your own. But please try to stop smoking. And also, I wanted to piggyback on when making healthy food choices. And you may say, I'm going to eat what I want when I want to, and nobody is going to tell me, excuse me, any different. I want you to try something for me. On Mondays, try having a meal that is meatless. Now, I particularly like Gardein. This is not a paid promotional for Gardein products. But they have the meatless crumbles. And they also have the um, crab bites. And they are so good. The meatless crumbles taste just like hamburger and the crab bites taste just like crab cakes and lord you can get hooked you can really fix you a meal and later on in the week what I plan on doing is putting up some recipes that that I think 
that you would like. These are recipes that I use and they are really good. But since we have this illness, we have to do things a little bit different, as you know, and eating is one of those things that we should try to do differently to reduce the inflammation that occurs in our bodies. Now, as you guys know, I went vegan and it helps in regards to the inflammation. It helps a great deal. So try it and also be on the lookout um, for some meatless Mondays. That's what I'm going to call it. Some meatless Mondays recipes that will be located on my story, livingwithlupus.com website. When we return, Betty Harvey tells her story of her journey of living with lupus and all the wonderful things that she is doing in America's Georgia. So stick with me. I would like to thank Mrs. Betty P. Harvey, who is a lupus survivor, and also she has a nonprofit. She's here to tell her story today about her journey of living with lupus. Thank you so much for joining us, Mrs. Harvey. Thank you for having me. Tell us. My a, name is Betty. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to introduce myself again. Go. <laughs> that's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. My name is Betty Harvey, and I was diagnosed with lupus in 1990. 19. No, I was diagnosed in 1989. And it was when I was pregnant with my daughter that I discovered I had lupus. I was just beginning my job where I retired from from 30 years. And it was a very stressful job. And I was also in an abusive relationship. And that's why I think that my lupus came out then because it was inborn in me. But different stress causes it to come out. But I was working and I got this big butterfly rash over my face. And everybody wanted to test me to see if the chemicals that I worked with was uh, causing it or the uh, safety glasses that I had to use. Then they start having me to wear this big face mask and not use my glasses. I was ridiculed because people thought they could catch it for me because I was breaking out all over my skin and lesions. I couldn't stand to be out in the sun. I lost all my hair, and I'm a stylish person, so that, that hit me hard. And what I did was start wrapping my hair up with scars. And then my sister bought me a wig, and I started wearing wigs. But uh, I lost a lot of weight. And my sister, who had a friend that had lupus, there was not many people with lupus that you knew all around during the time that I had lupus. But she had this girlfriend that had lupus, and she looked at me and she said, you got lupus. And that really upset me because I knew lupus was terrible because her friend was in a nursing home and she was not at an age where she should be in a nursing home and I did not want that. 
I I started calling lupus the ugly disease because it kept me broke out. People would always ask me, what's wrong with your skin? What's wrong with this? And see, lupus has more than one type of lupus, but mine was discord. And so you could really see mine. Mine was not hidden. And uh, I finally gave in and went to this this doctor, and my husband went with me, and he wanted to do a biopsy. He wanted to scrape some of the skin from my face, around my face where the butterfly rash was. And my husband screamed out, no, you're not going to mess up her face. And I was stupid at the time, so I would not let him do it. Then my lupus got worse and worse, and I went to a dermatologist. And he took tests and ran blood tests and a biopsy. He got it from behind my ear. And he said that was the worst case of lupus he had ever seen. Because I was broke out all over my stomach, my thighs, my arms, and everything. All my hair had gone gone out. And uh, the doctor I had put me on steroids. And I blew up. But my, my symptoms from lupus got better because I used to could not go out in the sun because it would burn me so bad. I mean, not like a normal burn, like a burn of fire, like somebody to set your skin on fire and you're just burning. And mm. then an itch would come over me that I could not satisfy no matter what. I would dig my fingernails in my skin so much that it would bleed. But I did get get in remission, and I started talking about lupus to people. I wanted the people I worked with to know what to look out for, to let them know that I could not be under uh, ultraviolet rays. I could not go out in the sun. I tried to let them to get them to let me work just night shift, but they would not do that. So. Most of the days when the sun was really, really hot, the guys that I worked with, because I was the only woman on the team, mm-hmm. would go out and get my, and they would go out and get my samples for me, and then I would go in and, and run the samples and everything. And um, I would go visit my daughter, and she said, "Mama, will you talk to this girl? She's got lupus." And I would talk to her and talk to her different ones about lupus. And I never knew that my daughter would be getting lupus. And I know that she could because I had it. Uh-huh. And I had her tested several times when she was young. But it wasn't until she had had two children mm-hmm. and moved to Atlanta that she got it. And I would still talk and talk about lupus, and then I retired, and I said, you know what, there's a lot of little girls around here in America that has lupus. And these little girls, they were dying. And I I knew that lupus did not have to be a death sentence. Right. And then one of the men that I knew at a church he called me and asked me, could he talk? Could I talk to his daughter that she had lupus? And I said, yes. And then I thought, I'm talking to all these people about lupus. I can get up a lupus awareness uh, group. And that's what I did. I started helping heart and helping hands. We had our first meeting about four years ago. We had our first banquet and our first walk two years ago. And right after that, the pandemic came out. So we couldn't do anything. And we didn't do anything last year. But this year, we did do another day uh, banquet raffle uh, for some fun. And by the end of this year, I hope we can have a banquet. And next year, we're planning on having a walk again. Yes. So where where is your um, nonprofit located at? In America, Georgia. 
America's Georgia? Yeah, Dr. County. Okay, so everybody who's listening to me in Georgia, America's Georgia, you should... And they're my places. They can join, too. In the surrounding areas, and you suffer. I should not say suffer, and you are going Fight through... Fighting, thank you, Mrs. Harvey. If you're fighting against this chronic illness, um, at the end of the podcast, uh, I will have Mrs. Harvey's information for her to tell you how to get in contact with her and the group. Um, if you're wondering, especially if you're newly diagnosed, because there is an abundance of individuals who are newly diagnosed and they don't know which way to turn or which way to go or what questions to ask. And so you have someone right there in your local area that can guide you and answer any questions that um, you may have regarding this, this illness. How was your support system, Mrs. Harvey? Be- or how was it then? Was it then? How was it then compared to now? Oh, I've got a great uh, support system now. But then, the only support system I had was my mother and my sisters. And my boys, because I have two boys. But they didn't know enough about Lupus. They didn't. Even my doctors did not know because I should not have been put on steroids and stayed on steroids that long. Mm. When I got my new doctor, who I love greatly, Dr. Yaw, he uh, took me off those steroids. And he said I should not have been on those steroids for that long. Mm-hmm. You know, steroids are fine. They placed me on them when I was diagnosed, and I took myself off. I went, I had a doctor's I sure did. I went into the doctor's office, and I told him, I'm not taking those because I did not like the way it made me feel. And um, I blew up. I was a size 9, 10. I blew up to a size 16. And I said, no, this ain't going to go. But my whole attitude had gotten just like I was a totally different person. And the least little thing you said. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't take that. Mm -hmm. I could not take that. Mm -hmm. And I told him, I'm not taking this stuff no more. Um, So go ahead. I had terrible mood Mm swings. And that's what people don't understand. They can look at us, and on the outside, it feels, you know, it seems that we are fine. But on the inside, we're fighting our own selves, and plus dealing with the medications that they give that may cause mood swings, that may cause another um, side effect. And the majority of mine all cause weight gain. And I, I'm just, mm-hmm. no. And then I was on the Plaquenil, the hydroxychloroquine, and it had done so mm-hmm. much damage to me that the doctor said, no, you got to come off of that totally. People so have. Your eyesight? Yeah. Because it damages your eyesight also. Yeah. And that's, that's my problem yeah. today is how it damaged my eyesight. Mm-hmm. Um, Ms. I'm still on Plaquenil, but uh, I get my eyes checked twice a year for everything. So it, right now it hasn't damaged my eyes yet. You know, I they have me going, I go to the eye doctor every three months. Every three months, mm-hmm. I have never gone twice a year. It's every three months. And um, I sat in the car one day and I said, oh, I said, I'd be so glad when I don't 
have to come here every three months. But then Mm -hmm. Mrs. Harvey smacked me in my face and said, you can see. And I changed. I said, that changed my mind right there. I said, okay. But it is tiresome to me. And then lupus makes you so fatigued anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It, it fatigues you so badly that you don't want to do that. I mean, you don't want to go anywhere. You don't. And it's it's really hard mm-hmm. for, for people to um, understand. And then if you say, no, nah, I don't feel like going. What, you don't want to be bothered and blah, blah, blah this and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah that. So and when I first first uh was diagnosed with lupus, well even before I was diagnosed, I would take a shower and I'd have to sit for about two hours before I could put my clothes on because I was so tight. Who Mrs. Harvey? Let me Yes, I would have to sit uh-huh. for about two hours before I could get enough energy mm-hmm. to put my clothes on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I've been there. And um, like I say, people don't understand what we go through or they think it's all in our head when it's not. Yes. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not. So, but ma- it takes someone that goes through it to talk to you, to make you know you're normal. That's you're right. Okay. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, I had uh, my sister ask me one time, she said, how do you feel every day? I said, sick. I said, but I go on anyway. (laughs) How else, you know, how else can I answer it? Because she would not understand. And if I try to, I have tried to explain it to her and she still Mm -hmm. didn't get it. I said, I'm sick. I feel sick. Every day. And I think what really got to her is when I had my heart attack. And it was like an eye opening. And um, the doctor said she's really sick. And that's when, you know, that light bulb went off and said she ain't playing when she said. She's sick. She feels sick. Mm-hmm. So, Miss, what would you like to tell someone who is newly diagnosed with this illness? I would tell them that they are their biggest supporter. They need to read and learn all they can. They need to talk to others with lupus. Your biggest resource is someone with lupus. So if you can, get into you a group of people that have lupus or people that love someone that has lupus. Because uh, support groups should not only be for the patient of lupus, but all the people surrounding them so that they can gain knowledge and they'll know how to deal with you better. That's true. That's true. Now, when you, when you have your, um, meetings before the pandemic hit, was there a lot of family members that would accompany the individuals with lupus? Before the pandemic? Yes, ma'am. Yes. But after the pandemic, no. So, do you have virtual meetings now? Since the pandemic, we have uh, a Zoom call. Okay. That's what we have. We have Zoom calls. I'm going to get ready to get one up for June. We've had ours in May. Okay. But 
I will be getting one up in, in June. Now, with your daughter, um, did she initially believe that she had lupus or did she just blow it off? No. It took her years before she, she would accept it. it and, and she called me from Atlanta and was telling me what was going on with her, how she was itching so bad and how she was broke out. And I said, yeah, tell them to check you for lupus. The doctor wanted to check her for everything except lupus. And I said, Dad, did you tell him your mother has lupus? He said, yeah, but he wants to, he wants to start, he wants to uh, make sure it's not any of these other things. Because lupus mimics so many diseases. Right. But I told her, well, I'm telling you, you got lupus. And I want you to start wearing sunblock. I want you to start doing this. And I want you to start doing that. And I don't want to get locked up, but I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I said, he's going to put you on Plaquenil. And if you want to, you can start taking mine right now. Mm-hmm. But she didn't want to take mine. But he started her on Plaquenil, just like I said. And he found out she had lupus. And I think she wasted a whole lot of time testing her. And that's what doctors do. Yeah. But everything else. Yeah. You've got all these symptoms. You've got it in your family. And you won't test her for lupus? You know. That's why I say people with lupus are our best resource. Because we've been through it. We go through it. And we know. And it's not from a book that we know. It's from our experience that we know. That is so true. That is so true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes a hard head to make a soft behind you. When mama tell you you got it, you better believe. That's right. You got it. That's right. You better believe That's right. that. Miss yep. Mrs. Harvey, how can... Yeah. Don't call me ma'am. Well, Mrs. Harvey, that's the way I was raised. That's the way I was raised. But saying yes, ma'am, is a matter of respect to people. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Yes, ma'am. See, that's why I call you yes, ma'am, but I won't do it again. No, ma'am, you can't. Because, mm -mm. (laughs) no. Uh-uh, I'm supposed to say that, not you. Okay. All right. All right, right now. Um, How can um, people in the surrounding Georgia area get in contact with you? And do you have a website they can go look at? I've I've got a website. They can get me on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, My uh, website, you ready for it? Yes, ma'am. My website is swgalupies.weebly.com. And how can they contact you on Facebook? Helping Hearts, Helping Hands. That's the lupus group here. And is that the same for um, Instagram? You on Instagram? No, Instagram is swga. L-U-P-I-E-S. Okay. Southwest Georgia Lupines. Mrs. Harvey, got a question for mm-hmm. you. Would you come back and we can do a live on Facebook? Would you be yeah. willing? Would you be willing to do that? How do you do a live on Facebook? Well, what we would like do. Like a Zoom live. We could do a Zoom live. Would you do okay. that? Would you do yeah. that with me? Yes, I will. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that because we we're gonna go much deeper into it, and I would like to get your daughter to join us mm-hmm. also. 
um, on, okay. on the live broadcast. And I will be sending you both information um, about when when I plan to do it, okay, and how everything okay. will be done. I would appreciate that. I will. I will do that. Any last words for for the people that you would like to say? I would like to say to them, don't get discouraged. Uh, try and motivate yourself to get in touch with people. Don't try to hide in secret. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And you can win. You can win. Because I've been living with lupus for 31 years now. So I know it's possible. Just don't give up. All right. This, you have been listening to Mrs. Betty P. Harvey. And I would like to thank you so much for joining us today and giving us your side and your journey of living with lupus, Mrs. Harvey. Well, it's that time. I appreciate you for joining me on this Saturday for another episode of my story, Living with Lupus Podcast. Um, As you guys know that I have a foundation that I formed in honor of my parents. It's the Charlie E. and Minnie P. Hendrix Foundation. And when I was out this morning, um, and whenever I see people who are in need and that is homeless, I carry items in the trunk of my car. Um, And today, um, as I was passing out food, and personal care items. I noticed at the church door, there were several people sleeping at that door without a blanket. So I gave the last five blankets that I had in my car. And now, if you would like to donate, um, blankets we are asking for donations of new and gently used clean blankets Um, it would be greatly appreciated Um, you can contact me at susan at c-e-m phfoundation.com That's Susan at C is in Charles E is in Elephant M is in Mary P as in Peace H as in Harry foundation.com and in the subject matter put blankets and I will get back to you and tell you where you can send the blankets to. Also, on June the 14th, which is a Sunday, I do believe um, I will be feeding those in need once again. That's June 14th and I'm going to check and make sure that it is a Saturday. Um, But I will be feeding those 
in need and that are living on the streets in the cities of Highland Park, Michigan and Detroit, Michigan. So if you are living in that area and um, you know of an area where it is heavily populated with those in need, um, just shoot me an email at the address, email address that I gave you. I would like to thank Betty Harvey for telling her story about her journey of living with lupus. Also, if you are in America's Georgia area or surrounding area, contact Betty about um, one of her groups and also give her some support. It sounds like she's doing some wonderful things there in America's Georgia. But before I go, I want to leave you with this. Just two things. This is about lifestyle changes. I'm not training for a 5K. I'm not preparing for a competition. I'm not trying to set a new record. I'm not trying to impress you. I'm saving my life. You see, the secret of change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. I'm Susan Hendricks, your host for my story, Living with Lupus Podcast. Have a peaceful, safe weekend. And I'll see you guys next week.